This episode is brought to you by Veridesk. Veridesk makes office furniture simple. Seriously. Everyone probably knows their height-adjustable stand-up desk. I use it every day in my video production business. It was really the first step to create a happier, healthier me because I was sitting all the time, losing circulation, and standing up just feels a lot healthier. Today, Veridesk has a full line of furniture and accessories for the office or the classroom, and they make it easy to order, assemble, and change around as you need it. You really got to check them out. Just go to veridesk.com forward slash behind the brand and take a look. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another special edition of Behind the Brand. I'm here with financial expert, Winnie Sun, uh, who's going to talk to us all about everything finance and what's going on in the world today. Winnie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. For those of my audience who don't know you, introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about yourself. Sure. So I am managing partner of Sun Group Wealth Partners. You may have seen me. I'm on the CNBC uh, Financial Advisory Council. I'm a Forbes contributor, and I have my own show on NASDAQ, Amazon Fire, and Roku called Level Up with Winnie. So I do talk about money pretty much each and every day, helping you know the average American make sense of what we're going through to get them from point A to point B. Well, the timing is really good. The whole world is in upheaval, in flux. It's an election year. We are arguably in another great recession. Um, you know, my audience, I think, well, just speaking personally, a lot of my friends and colleagues have either been furloughed or they've been let go, and people are really trying to make sense of what's going on. Um, what is your sense of what's happening right now with Stimulus Package and CARES Act and all that? Do you have a finger on that pulse? Absolutely. This is something, Brian, we're watching each and every day right now. We know that, you know, the first round, um, which was over $2 trillion in the CARES Act, came into place. We do know that the uh, Democrats have already passed the House on their package, and now the Republicans in the Senate are trying to come up with their package, and then at some point it'll be a happy medium, and then everybody will sign off, the presidents will sign off. We're probably looking at between a $1 to $3 trillion package, and we know that the key uh, the key discussion points are obviously the unemployment enhancement benefit. We also know that evictions and um, housing, that's a key concern. And of course our children and, and uh, you know reopening schools and hospitals and um, and student loans, all of these things are, are sort of uh, weighing over all of us and, and all eyes are deciding on whether this can take place. And we do know that tomorrow being July 31st is the day where, you know, a lot of the deadlines occur, but also that the government goes on recess starting, I think, August 5th. So the next week, uh, we'll get an indication what that package looks like. So let's break it down a little bit and Give me maybe your opinions or predictions on what you think is going to happen. So the last stimulus package that happened, basically everyone who made, I think it was under $75,000 individually, or uh, if you filed tax return jointly, it was $150,000 uh, gross. You got $1,200 per person. And then an additional, was it $500 per child that was? Um, $500 per child if you're under the age of 17. Right. And so that was, you know, a little bit of a help, better than nothing. I think a lot of people would agree. Um, and so what do you think is going to happen this time? They're talking kind of about the same sort of breakdown, but what's your opinion? Is it enough? Um, is it is it something that we need? Is it something that's just causing people to maybe stay home a little bit longer and not go back to work? What is your feeling about that? 
Well, so there's two two big things. The twelve hundred dollars is that stimulus check. That's a check that's um, that was sent out for the CARES Act for those of us who earn less than seventy five thousand per person, one hundred fifty thousand married couple. Then you would receive that twelve hundred dollar check, and you would receive five hundred dollars per child under the age of seventeen. So this round, I think they've learned a lot from the first round, um, noting that number one, that more than likely there'll be another check, whether it's twelve hundred dollars or different amount is yet to be seen. Right now, the talk is, as we know, the HEROES Act, which was introduced by the Democrats at Plaza House, does say $1,200 per adult, right? So that's $2,400 for the married couple. Um, and also the HEALS Act that was introduced by the GOP for the Senate also said $1,200. But today, actually, right before the market closed, there was then talk about reducing that $1,200 by the GOP to $1,000. So we'll see how that unfolds. But it's actually an improvement because just a few weeks ago, the Republicans had said, well, actually, it's only going to be for those who make less than 40000 um, which we know is going to be difficult for a lot of Americans that live in areas such as New York, such as California, where, where standard of living is a lot higher. That 40000 is just doesn't cover enough people. Um, the other thing that they have noted is that that under the age of 17 was also too strict. So there's a lot of dependents that are college age, right? That are over the age of 17 that also need help that maybe were in college or, or just uh, you know younger adults that are still at home, um, millennials like you mentioned. And um, the other thing is, we also have a lot of dependents that we have that are over the age that special needs, um, adult, like um, senior citizen grandparents that might be dependent. So that threshold is expanding. So they're saying $500 per dependent up to 6000 per household. That's what actually the Democrats had initiated. And that's sort of the, the talking range now. Now that's a separate discussion to unemployment. The unemployment, as you remember, is we still get our state benefit of unemployment if you're unemployed, but then that federal, that enhanced benefit of up to $600 per week was like the critical discussion point because we know that so many Americans have said, you know, without that $600, I would be in trouble. I might have to leave my house. You know, I might not want to pay rent and a lot of big financial considerations. Um, so the Democrats said, we, we hear you. So in their, um, in their heels act, or actually, no, their heroes act, I apologize. The heroes act, they said they would extend then the $600 weekly benefit until January of 2021. Now the Republicans said, well, that's an issue with us because we know that two thirds of Americans who are currently unemployed um, are actually making more on unemployment than if they were to go back to work. So therefore, if you're collecting unemployment, you really don't have any incentive to go back to work. In fact, it wouldn't be financially sound for you to go back to work because you're making more money hanging out at home. So they said, instead, this is what we're going to initiate. We'll go ahead and give you an unemployment enhanced benefit until approximately October 5th. And then after October 5th, we're going to do a calculation where we'll recover up to 70% of your previous um, income level. So the reason why they say that is because they've, they've noted that in most states, the unemployment systems, the technology, the computers are so antiquated that they can't do that 70% calculation and therefore they need some time to be able to get to that point where they can do that calculation. Um, so that being said, until October 5th, right now, as it states, as of today, that unemployment enhanced benefit, they're going to give you $200 a week 
versus the Democrats suggesting 600 a week. So certainly just a third of that, but it actually is 100% better than what they offered a couple of weeks ago, which was $100 a week. So yeah. I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of room to go, Brian. Yeah, I agree. And if we just backtrack a little bit in the history, I mean, the the additional $600 a week bump, which is I think was labeled the pandemic assistance uh, fund, right, or the pandemic assistance for people who are unemployed. And it really was a catch-all for everyone who was not a W-2 employee. And that would include people like, I don't know, if, if you're a business owner, I'm a business owner, owner, it probably affects both of us, right? Um, we're probably, uh, we've got some employees, we've got people, but we're basically categorized as a small business between five and $20 million. And so um, in my memory, in my lifetime, this is the first time I can remember ever being offered some sort of assistance, which is fantastic. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are now panicking as time is running out. This is, you know, today is like the last day and uh, wondering what's what's ahead. So it's, inter it's interesting to think about uh, how reliant we are uh, on the government support at the same time I'm not waiting or holding my breath for anyone to help me. I'm still out there hustling and, and we're doing projects sheltered in place. I've got, if you can see behind me, a, my, a little bedroom converted into a crammed home studio where I'm doing a lot of post-production and editing. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, kids back to school. So what are the implications there? Um, I don't know a lot about education except for the fact that I've got kids in the system who are going to elementary school and, and junior high now. And, to me, I feel like schools are scrambling to do their very best, but at the same time, I also recognize that education is a business, and I believe that unless you have butts in seats, you don't get paid or you don't get government assistance. And so it's a little bit of a dilemma, right? You've got schools that want to have kids back in school because that's the only way they can get funded if they're state schools or um, if, that's their, if they're not private, um, but at the same time, we're still basically being told by the governor of California to stay in place and not go out unless necessary. Uh, it's, it's a total, it's a total dilemma. H how does this impact do you think education and, and families going forward? I mean, I'm in a fortunate position where if I really need to stay home with my kid and help him learn, well, maybe not math, but maybe, uh, English and science and some of these other things, math is my, I'll go to Khan Academy for that. But, um, how are some of these other families affected? What are you hearing on the street? Absolutely. So, Brian, I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you. So I have uh, like I have a six-year-old, eight-year-old, and 11-year-old at home downstairs right now. And, you know, certainly what we're seeing is there's like that concern, right? A lot of employers are concerned because their employees can't get back to work on a regular work schedule because they have to juggle uh, kids at home. So you're absolutely right. The education system uh, traditionally does get paid when our kids go to school. So between you and I, you know, they don't go to school, they're not gonna be too happy with us. But uh, we do know uh, with the teachers union and the teachers concerns that uh, in many parts of the country, uh, our kids are gonna be staying at home just like we're staying at home. And, and what that, that effect is, is pretty, pretty huge because not only are they worried about uh, you know all their, their their mental health and their social health and education health but then also the impact for parents who are just struggling to make ends meet and still work 
and 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 some parents don't have the option if they don't have school then they're going to have to find um, child care and in fact one of my producers that I work with on CNBC she says you know I'm still dropping my kids off at daycare and so so you're still paying for daycare and and yet you know like or afternoon care but then what about school so it, it's a it's unfortunately there's no easy solution it this the answer is we really don't have a choice we've seen now in other countries where they've opened up schools they've let students go back and then they close them back very very quickly we've seen that in korea we're seeing that in germany and so um many teachers as well as parents say you know i don't think i'm willing to roll those dice i'm i think as much as i hate it i'm going to like do what brian says we just suck it up and make it work and um so there's no easy solution but i think many of us feel that way yeah i i, I feel it just like at this point it's it's really about common sense it doesn't make any sense to send our kids back to school when there's really not safety measures in place um i i can't imagine how they can make the school safe without completely retrofitting you know with air filters and social distancing it's just not going to happen and so we're yeah we're, we're opting right now for the online distance learning um and it's nice because in the school district that we are in southern california they've got um i guess some new programs in place i'm cautiously optimistic um i've seen it it's actually very good time, <laughs> is it oh good well you know i'm a huge advocate for teachers and teaching i i i love to teach myself and i appreciate the underappreciated teachers um, but you know, this is a curveball. We weren't, we weren't expecting, we're all just trying to react and get things together and really do the best for the kids. Um, all things considered, it's a tough, tough situation. Um, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about, um, loans, business loans. And let me let, have you weigh in on that. I had the co-founder of Cabbage. Uh, on the show the other day, and she gave me her opinions on small business loans. And, you know, we're very fortunate. If this was 10 years ago, or maybe 10 years plus two years ago, this would be a very different discussion between you and I. Um, 2008 was a really hard year for me. It was the year I started this little startup. I cut the cord from being at a big Hollywood studio where I had a big salary. I had a, a team. I had, you know, all these luxuries and full health benefits the whole nine yards and then i cut the cord right at the end of 2007 heading into 08 with high hopes and then everything went away <laughs> um and i was very scared and and frankly i i was hosed i was really just up a creek and didn't know what to do and um i tried to go to my local bank which is the one that has a little stagecoach uh, and they promptly rejected me for a business loan when I needed cash and capital the most to stay afloat. Uh, and I, I literally couldn't get, I went to Bank of California. I went to, I went to everywhere. No one would talk to me. Um, and it was really disheartening. And so I asked her what she thought about getting a loan these days. Of course, if you asked Mark Cuban, I saw something that Mark said. And he said, if you if you get money right now, you're a moron. <laughs> it's like, well, that doesn't sound positive, but well, what you're if you a really billionaire. <laughs> right, easy for him to say, I right. guess. Right? Um, what are your thoughts on, on uh, getting a small business loan right now? Especially, I mean, the whole PPP fiasco, uh, SBA loan disaster where everyone applied and only the rich and wealthy uh, organizations and or, you know companies got the first cut 
none of the people it seems like who really needed it got it. What are your thoughts? Well, Brian, I'm a financial advisor. So my goal is always to keep my clients financially solvent long term. And so, you know, yeah. we've talked to a lot of clients about that. And so I think it's, it's it, we're in a situation where we can't predict the future. We don't know what's going to happen with yeah. this pandemic. We don't know if it's going to be another six months, if it's going to be another 18 months. And so there's a lot of unknowns. I think that there there is no shame and there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't apply for this PPP loan. Um, as well as apply for the EIDL. And in the next round, we're, we're told that there'll probably be another round of PPP stimulus um, loans coming out, You know, especially those companies have suffered more than 50% of their income, probably even have more benefits. And especially for those companies that have less than 10 employees, uh, they'll, be, they'll, even be, they'll, they'll make sure there's enough money. So you know, a lot of times you'll say, well, like the same argument of, I'm not gonna file for unemployment because I'm not there yet, right? I don't think I need the loan because because I'm not there yet. I would say if you're even thinking that you might need that loan, I would absolutely apply and 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 receive that loan because the terms are so attractive. The interest rate is so low. Plus, um, a lot of it's uh, being forgiven if you are continuing your payroll or you're paying rent on your office space. Um, let that be a decision. If you don't need the money, you can always pay the money back. But like Brian, you, you made a perfect um, an, statement earlier, it is generally so difficult for most startups or smaller businesses to get um, attractive funding. So I think that, I, I told this to clients, I said, you know what, I think you should do it. And I think you should, if you're considering it, you should do it. And worst case, you don't need it, you pay it back. And and don't worry about other people are, are doing and not doing it. And don't worry about Mark Cuban. Worry about you and your business because when you need help, Trust me, you're not going to be able to reach out to Mark Cuban for help. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I think that's sound advice. Um, I think it's very sound advice. We've got some cash flow. Everything's going fine now, but you're right. We don't know what's going to happen in three, six, nine, 12 months. This could get worse. Um, that certainly happened to me in 2008. I didn't think it could get any worse, and then it just continued to just, I mean, um, it was bad. And so, yeah, why not, right? Get the loan, yeah. stick the money in the bank. The, the interest and, uh, is low, too. And I think you don't have to pay it back for usually like 12 months if it's the SBA, right? Well, it's more than that now because the PPP loan, I think it's the, the you have to um, get your information in there if you, if you want your portion forgiven. But if you don't want it forgiven or there's another, I think there's another loan where you can actually have it for quite a few years. I'm gonna have to check with the, the you wanna check with your accountant on this, but you have more years. And the, remember the feds have kept interest rates at near zero level. So the borrowing on these loans, I believe it's like three or 4%. It's very attractive um, lending rates. Yeah. And we don't even know what's going to happen with with uh, real estate, right? Like, so as we see unemployment come to an end, depending on what happens, there might be foreclosures. Real estate, the real estate market might take a dive. I mean, interest rates are at an all-time low, but that's to keep things going, right? To keep things afloat. And so we're really in this, I feel like, moment where we just don't know. We're still in this limbo moment where kind of waiting for the shoe to drop, right? 
right absolutely and there's so many unknowns right I mean like we didn't expect our family members and friends to get COVID we we are hoping that business can continue as normal but what if what if like one of your what if your partner like let's say you have a partner a business partner and and he or she gets sick what happens then and and there's so many retrofits and changes that your business will need to take in order to get back to normal plus I was just speaking to an attorney uh, last week an immigration attorney right um, and and last year was fine this year is not fine he had to put a notice to his uh, real estate for his commercial office space that he can't pay rent starting next month and I just you right. know like this today just before we got on here a huge company in the bridal and prom space um, just declared bankruptcy last week so you don't know what you don't know and I think there's no shame right now to receive this federal relief for your business worst case you pay it back it's gonna be okay you're not you're not Shake Shack or you know the Lakers so I think you're okay <laughs> yeah so last question I guess is you know out of the ashes is always born something great you know we saw in the last decade some of these great companies were born from the disaster um, where's the white space now so if you're an opportunist if you are an entrepreneur where do you think the white space is? What are the opportunities right now? While everyone's panicking and pulling back, how can we charge forward, you know, and take advantage? I love that you asked this question, Brian, because this is so true. I mean, I built my practice in the financial space in like January of 2000, when literally the market crashed and things were so bleak. And then building that time is really like, was really one of the most difficult times. But the most beautiful thing is, the most successful businesses are built in the most difficult times. So right now, there it is very challenging. You know, you're hearing about people going and becoming gig workers and whatnot. But it's doing what you're doing, Brian. It's building. It's continued to grow your brand. It's continued to work from home. Get really crafty. Find a space that you're comfortable with. Maybe it's video. Maybe it's podcasting. Maybe it's blogging and writing articles. Get your um, genius out there. Uh, make sure that people don't have to work that hard to find you. Make sure that you're out there grabbing opportunities, telling people what opportunities could be if they were work to you or work with you or do things with you. And and make sure whatever you do, you don't crawl underneath a rock. Right now, you should be thinking about. I, I read a statistic on. You know, I'm really big on social media, and someone said, you know, it takes 30 times for someone to remember you on any platform. So um, it's not so it's not your next customer or client's job to find you. That's your job. So you need to be out there telling your story because if you don't tell your story, then I always say it doesn't matter how good a financial advisor I am, and I'm actually really good, but if no one knows that I exist, I don't exist. And whose job is it to make sure that I exist? It's my job. I mean, we were just sitting back, you know, <laughs> chopping it up. Reminiscing about the good old days and all that, <laughs> you know, tracking my roots, where I came from and where I'm going. But like I say, man, always said it. It's not about the destination. It's all about the journey. Ain't nothing changed but the weather. The dangling carrot that hang from the rear view uh -huh. Your dreams in the past ain't nowhere near you Backseat driver
drivers got nothing but two cents Shotgun riders, too biased, they all liars I should get an A for effort, I'm too tired But I'm never giving up, that's why I'm kinda admired Role model, like it or not, I gotta play it Sugarcoat the rhyme sometimes, but still say it Said I was quitting at 40, it's just a fib I'm still a kid that's wiping the food off of my bib You ever wanted something so bad that you could taste it? Cried over every opportunity wasted Good and bad news, which one you want first? Either way you pick the bad, still gon' hurt you the worst I never got to bask in the fruits of the label And I never got the cash from that dude from the label I'm just thinking back Respect, I would've did it the same uh -huh. In hindsight, I'm the only one to blame <laughs> I ain't picky, I'm just real specific I want nothing less than terrific I know y'all get it I'm aggressive, so our style is clashing Killer instinct and I play with passion I'd rather be hated for being one of the realest Than get a lot of love for these overrated appearance I can stand on skill alone, but I'm a package deal I can write the whole song and rap for real I got my head in the cloud with a pun intended I don't need to see nobody I don't want no visits Introverted, I just flirt with the music Small circles, how I choose it Stay away from squares, they the one that look like a L7 I've been doing this since I was 11 And the shit gets real